Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Is it the rich history and hubbub of activity that makes castles so haunted? Or could memories be imprinted into the walls? Welcome to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding. And this week, we return to castles. I've had the pleasure of visiting many of Britain's haunted castles through Most Haunted. Many of these are shrouded in mystery and bloodthirsty battle tales. In 2002, the Most Haunted team visited Dover Castle for a Most Haunted Live at Christmas. Dover Castle's turbulent past stretches back over 2,000 years, so it's no wonder that this is considered to be one of Britain's most haunted castles. The castle resides in Kent, where it overlooks the sea and protects England's southern eastern coast. Defensive structures have been located here from the times of the Romans, and a Roman lighthouse still remains inside the castle walls. Dover Castle has a long and sometimes dark history, being used for defensive purposes right on through World War II and thus has a lot of ghosts from different areas. Visitors to Dover Castle have reported seeing the lower half of a man walking through the doorway of the King's bedchamber, whilst the ghost of a crying woman has been spotted in the west stairway of the keep. There have also been sightings of a figure in blue in the mural gallery and there have been drumming sounds heard from the battlements and the figure of a headless boy. This is thought to be Sean Flynn, a young drummer boy who was attacked and beheaded by two soldiers for money he was carrying whilst on an errand. There have also been sightings of ghosts in the tunnels under the castle. Richard Jones, author of Haunted Castles of Britain and Ireland, writes... During the Napoleonic Wars, a young drummer boy was reputedly murdered in the labyrinth of subterranean passages that lie beneath the castle. Presumably, the boy's assailants decapitated their victim, for the phantom strolls along the battlements without its head. Within the solid walls of the old keep, a woman in a flowing red dress shares her ethereal domain with a male spectator in the garb of a cavalier. In the underground tunnels, formerly known as Hellfire Corner, witnesses have reported seeing the shades of several World War II personnel. Here, an American couple also heard screams and cries, which they considered to be impressively realistic sound effects until the staff told them there were no such recreations at the castle. Invisible whispering voices heard in the dead of night, doors opening and closing of their own volition, and sudden drops in temperature for no earthly reason are just some of the other phenomena experienced at the castle. 
If none of this is sufficient to elicit cold shivers, then heed the experience of two television researchers who, while walking past the keep, heard a scream from above as though someone had just flung themselves from the battlements. Convinced that a suicide was plummeting towards them, they leapt for cover and awaited for the impact. Moments later, the scream ceased, but nobody made contact with terra firma. Dover Castle was an extraordinary place to visit. I really want to go back there, but this time I want to investigate the underground tunnels. Even though a fabulous place and steeped in so much history, it isn't up there as one of my favourite haunted locations. I think I was a bit frustrated at the time as I was desperate to go underground, but I don't think we could. I can't remember the reason why. It was quite a long time ago now. One of my favourite castles has to be, of course, Chillingham Castle, which I know I've talked about in a previous podcast. But if you haven't visited this marvellous haunted place, then you have to go. Plus, you can stay the night in one of the haunted rooms. No thanks. Later, I shall be chatting to Richard Craig about the castle and some of its ghosts. Another castle that I love has to be Rithin Castle in North Wales. It's not known for sure when the castle truly dates back to, but it's believed it does date back to about the 13th century and built in Edward I's campaign against the Welsh. This beautiful structure was owned by the Welsh, seized by Edward, gifted to regional de Grey. A rebellion occurred in the 15th century against the English crown and the castle was attacked, as was the town of Rithin. In 1646, the castle housed royalist troops, but parliamentary soldiers captured the castle and destroyed much of it. Because of this, the castle now was in ruins. A family, the Middleton West, purchased the castle in 1826 and added new modifications to the structure. A lot of it in mock Tudor style. The castle is now a hotel and many of the rooms and much of the grounds are haunted. The main apparition is said to be Lady Grey. She was the wife of the second commander during the time the castle was inhabited by soldiers during Edward I's campaign. Finding out her husband had been having relations with a maid, Lady Grey went literally mad with rage. She took an axe and allegedly killed her husband's lover. She didn't just kill her, but so the story goes, she chopped the victim's body up into pieces and buried the parts in and around the castle grounds. Such a heinous crime couldn't go unpunished and Lady Grey was said to have been executed. Her body was not allowed to be buried in consecrated ground and so her grave can be found outside the castle walls. Can you imagine sleeping in your hotel room in the middle of the night and you hear a knocking at your door? You get up to answer it only to discover no one is there. This activity happens all the time and many put it down to the ghost of Lady Grey who walks the castle at night. She's sometimes seen walking down the corridors, across the battlements, always wielding her axe. I think I'd die if I saw that apparition. But plenty of people have reported seeing her. I'm a little envious because in all my years of investigating this location, I've never had a glimpse of the ghostly spectre with her axe. 
I have, however, had some amazing ghostly experiences here. My favourite was when I was hosting an under-18 ghost investigation. Uh, I had the joyous occasion of spending the afternoon with lots of lovely, wonderful children, all keen ghost hunters, and they were ready to talk to the dead. Well, we were all in the Great Hall and we all were sat quietly waiting for something to happen. I loved seeing the kids' faces as I called out asking for a ghost to come out of the shadows and talk to us. It wasn't long before the knocking and tapping phenomena could be heard coming from the main balcony which overlooks the hall. Lots of oohs and ahs echoed around the room and I was so thrilled when some of the older kids wanted to inspect where the noise was coming from. Up they went and began to call out themselves. We soon discovered that a woman, not Lady Grey, was with us and was keen to play games with the children. I decided to show everyone how to play noughts and crosses with a ghost. Yes, you heard right, and it's something I showed my daughter how to do with her deceased granddad. I got a large piece of paper and put it on the floor, drew out the grid and put my cross in one of the spaces. Then I asked a little girl if she'd like to point to a square slowly. If there wasn't a knock, she was to move her finger to the next space and so on until we heard a knock. We did. The little girl drew a circle in the space that the spirit had chosen. Well, this, as you can imagine, was a real treat for the kids and they all lined up to have a game with the ghostly lady. Next, the children asked the ghost to answer some mathematical problems by knocking out the answer to some simple sums. Their faces were an absolute picture. They were hooked. But whatever happened next cemented my young friends as true believers and new ghost hunters. Some of the older children sat around the main table in the hall. It was a long, heavy oak dining table. And as I called out, the table began to shake. It didn't just shake, it jumped about and crashed down. It was wonderful and extraordinary, a day I and those wonderful children will never forget. There is a haunted room in Rithin Castle. It's room 222. Well, there's lots of haunted rooms, but I think this is the most haunted room. Many people who stay there report a feeling of unease, sadness and sometimes despair. Not a room to sleep in if you fancy a good night's sleep. There is another door in the hallway of room 22, which takes you up a small staircase into another room. But it's derelict and that houses oh all sorts of objects, an old metal bath, could you believe it? A toilet. Yes, a toilet, not plumbed in. And lots of rubble. And I think there is the odd hockey stick or two. And there's a lovely smell. I'm being sarcastic here. I remember standing in the middle of that room with some other members of the team. And we all heard and managed to capture on the camera the sounds of footsteps walking up the stairs. The steps were loud and purposeful. It was like someone really was walking up those stairs. Then we heard them descend. And then I screamed as a bloody door at the bottom slammed shut. The noise was explosive and terrifying. Just recently, some of you would have seen the investigation we did at the castle on our official YouTube channel. And if you did, you would have seen the fascinating case of the haunted elevator. 
It was one of those really old-fashioned lifts, you know, the ones where you have to pull a metal gate across the front. Well, for those of you that know me (laughs) and have investigated uh, haunted locations with me, you'll know uh, one of my favourite things is to be in a lift, especially if it breaks down or stops. I don't know why. It's just a thing I have. Uh, If I see a lift in a haunted location, you try and stop me. So anyway, me, Carl, Glenn, Darren and Greg, um, the most wanted team, get inside the lift. We pull the gate across and I press the button to go up. Then I start doing my favourite thing. Uh, I start to call out, hello, is there anybody there? Can you hear me? And the knocking started and we can feel it under our feet. I then asked for the spirit to stop the lift in between floors. And guess what? It only went and stopped. Well, I was beside myself with excitement. But the others, particularly Darren, well, they were not happy at all with me. A few choice words were thrown at me and they begged me to stop asking for the lift to break down. By this point, I'm laughing like a drain and ignoring them, asking for the ghost to stop the lift again. I pressed the button to go up and lo and behold, the lift bounced to a halt between floors. This went on for quite some time until eventually I think the ghost got a bit bored with my antics. Darren, I don't think we'll ever get into a lift with me again. You're mad you, he said. I love Rithing Castle and I'd say to anyone who fancies sleeping in one that this one and Chillingham are great places to start. But don't, whatever you do, expect a deep sleep, especially if you're staying at Rithin in room 222 or the pink room at Chillingham. Oh, if you do, make sure you tell me all about it and I want all the gory details. This week's story is from Claire, who got in touch with us about a terrifying encounter with a solid little boy at Tamworth Castle. Hello, Yvette. My name is Claire. I live in Tutbury, not too far away from the Tutbury Castle, but that's not what I want to talk to you about today. I have been desperately trying to pluck up the courage to share this story with you of a really scary encounter that I had at Tamworth Castle. I went there on a day trip with my daughter's year two class. Um, It was about seven years ago um, and we had this lovely trip to Tamworth Castle. I decided on this day that I would be the parent helper that brought up the rear. So in every room that we were in, whenever we left, I turned around to make sure there were no children behind me. So no children got lost. So we stayed in a nice, safe, tight-knit little group. We went into what I think is Victorian nursery, I'm pretty sure it was. The children absolutely loved it because it was delightfully creepy, really quite spooky with all the old-fashioned toys and old-fashioned things. It was it was really lots of fun. As everybody left to go to the next room, I turned around to make sure there was no children left behind. I was quite satisfied that there wasn't, so I went into the next room. The children weren't in this room for very long because it probably just wasn't quite interesting enough, so they left quite quickly. I turned around to make sure that there was no children left behind, and there wasn't, except from a little boy who was looking right at me. He was smaller than the children, 
that were that I was with um, and he had on a very different uniform the uniform of the children that I was with it's a black skirt or trousers uh, a white shirt and a blue jumper or blue cardigan this little boy um, I think and I have looked into it myself I think it was a 1930s or 1940s school uniform with an old-fashioned tatty old satchel and he had a beautiful thick mop of dark hair that was very neatly brushed and he was looking right at me he was 100% solid it I swear if I reached out to touch him I would have thought that he was 100% real he was looking me right in the eye and he had that really sparkly smile that children get when they think you're going to do something fun so as far as this little boy who was in front of me was concerned I was already in a playful interaction with him and this really had me in two minds because part of me knew exactly what this little boy was this little boy wasn't really there only he was but there was the maternal instinct that was telling me this little boy is in front of you you have to protect him as I was thinking this he turned around and ran away from me and I being a maternal person shouted no 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 this way just as I said that he vanished completely vanished my eyes saw this my brain just wouldn't accept it so I went to try to find him and I thought the only place that he could have gone was around this large wooden cupboard um i went around this large wooden cupboard expecting to find a door but there wasn't it was a wall and there's no other way this child could have gotten past me on the other side of this cupboard was the nursery door that we had all vacated the nursery via so i thought he must have gone in there so i went into the nursery and I was hit and I use the word hit because that's how it felt. I was hit by a huge wall of dizziness. But this isn't a dizziness I had ever really felt before. The only way I can explain it is it felt like how I would imagine static feels. I, there was no sound. It was just really disorientating. Um, I, 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 I tried to look for the boy the whole time thinking something's not right something's not right I'm, I'm starting to get quite scared so I abandoned the idea of trying to find this little boy because I realized it, he wasn't actually there I went and found the rest of the class I think they were in the great hall um, I, I joined my daughter and I said nothing hoping nobody heard me shout no 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 this way to this little boy because they would have thought I was absolutely mad as a box of frogs um anyway when I think about that interaction now I get really really quite frightened because I wonder whether this little boy was actually a little boy I don't know whether this was an entity that was trying to lure me because it felt very odd at the time, but thinking about it now, this little boy definitely had the intention of making me chase him. And that's exactly what I did. And when I think about it now, especially 
if it's at night, even though I'm right next to my husband, I get that awful, hot, sweaty, heart racing feeling when you know if you put your feet outside the duvet, something is going to grab them. It's it's really it's really alarming, really. And I would really, really love to know what you think about that, because I find it really intriguing, but I've never really known what on earth happened. So please let me know what you think. And thank you so much for being the first lady of the paranormal world, because you really are the voice of people like me who are really intrigued and really enjoy this kind of stuff which is why I love your podcast I love Most Haunted and thank you so much well hello Claire you were brave first of all going at the rear in a haunted castle I try never to go at the rear and what is it about children's nurseries you're right why are they so creepy and your story made me go all shivery but how wonderful for you to have seen this apparition and solid too. I talk about in a previous podcast how we can see these apparitions and a lot of them are solid. And when you think about it, how many ghosts have we actually seen? But we don't know them to be ghosts because they are solid. And when you felt this static energy that you talked about, I wonder if that's you walking into his energy. And I can really tell that this incident affected you. But you mustn't be scared. I promise you, nothing has followed you home, if that's at all what you're worrying about. I really believe that what you saw was a real boy, or rather the ghost of a little boy. The way you described his smile makes me think that he was playing. I think you have a lovely energy about you. I get that from your voice. And I know that's why young people must like you and trust you. Perhaps the spirit of this little lad picked up on your lovely energy and wanted to play. The static feeling that you felt, as I've just said, I believe that his that this was his energy and that you must have walked right into it. And I can I can see a lot of people at home now uh, who uh, sort of have felt this or understand this will be nodding now and agreeing with me. Um, sometimes uh, you can get this feeling. I've had this feeling myself and it can make you feel very dizzy and quite often a little bit sick. But this doesn't mean that it's a negative spirit or one that wants to harm you. You must remember to treat this amazing experience as a gift, okay? And not to think there was anything negative about it, Claire. Believe me, you would know for sure if something malevolent was anywhere near you, you can feel it instantly. If the boy was a shapeshifter and wanted to scare you, as soon as you had looked at him, you would have known. I hope that helps a little bit, Claire. Do keep in touch with the show and thank you for sharing that wonderful story. And I too have had some amazing encounters with ghostly children. I was filming with the pop group, The Saturdays, for a show called Ghost Hunting With, and we were all up in the attic of this house. I actually can't remember the name of the house now. I brought some marbles with me, as every good ghost hunter does. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And decided to see if the alleged ghostly kiddies would like to play. Well, did they ever. I rolled one across the wooden floor and lo and behold, it rolled right back at us. Then I decided to throw one gently and again it was thrown back. Well, as you can imagine, I was loving it. But the pop stars were terrified. (laughs) I wanted to leave. I want to let you know about an amazing new offer just for you. We're launching a new weekly bonus series, Yvette Investigates. Each week, we'll be releasing a new episode as part of an investigation into a paranormal event or phenomena with leading experts and historians. For just 99 pence a week, you get this exclusive bonus episode delivered into your podcast feed, as well as getting our main episode ad-free and a day earlier than everybody else. There's three different tiers you can subscribe to. Head to paranormalpod.co.uk now to find out how to subscribe and become one of our podcast paranormal investigators. As a special thanks, we'll even give the first 50 paranormal investigators a shout out and a big thank you on the podcast. Welcome back. Before we deep dive into one of the most haunted castles and the experiences people have had here, I wanted to share this audio with you all from Millie, who got in touch on email. She captured what she believes to be a child's voice on her sleep talking app. What do you think to this? Okay, Millie, this is why I don't have that sleep app. Unless you sound like a baby when you're sleeping, then, Millie, that's the sound of a young child, isn't it? Let's listen again to it. 
You see, I'm trying to figure out what it's saying, but I can't really. Please tell us more about this experience. How many people live in your house? How old is the house? Do you have any young relatives that have passed on? I've got so many questions for you. You see, I know that my house is haunted and I really don't want to listen to myself snoring and car farting. Then hear the voice of Beelzebub whispering, get up near my pillow. I think you're all very, very brave for recording yourself sleeping. Obviously, it would be very amusing to hear exactly what I'm doing in the night. Poor Carl has to cope with me battling aliens and feeding fish at 4am. So I suppose he would be fine hearing devil voices. But no thanks, not for me. I'd rather be in a state of bliss with my aliens. By the way, if you do use a sleep app like Millie and you think you've caught something strange, please share it with us. I know we'd all love to hear the creepy sounds coming from your bedroom. Keep recording, Millie. We want more. Now back to Castles, and I'm delighted to be joined by Richard Craig, who conducts ghost tours and has had plenty of experiences at Chillingham Castle. Well, we wanted to talk to you. As you know, I've, I've been to Chillingham Castle and uh, investigated it. It was the early days of most haunts. It was absolutely petrified of, of, of everything. I, I think it was the second investigation that I, that I actually did. Um, and uh, it, it was an incredible place and, and still is an incredible place. What do you love about Chillingham and, and what, what makes... Uh, to me, it's, it's the typical haunted castle, and I've spoken in depth about Chillingham Castle on this podcast before. But what what makes it so special for you? Chillingham, the position of of, of, of Chillingham, uh, so close to the Scottish border, and it it's absolutely steeped in history of all kinds. I mean, a long time ago, you know, border times were very very tumultuous. Um, Chillingham as well. When you when you see it on a you know a glorious day, it looks wonderful. It looks here. It looks looks like a sort of um, you know archetypal perfect English castle, and indeed to my mind it is. Uh, but at night time, it takes on a completely different guise. I mean, quite often um, outside the uh, outside the main doorway, we often have flaming torches lit for people coming to visit. And of course, that really does set the scene. Once you get inside, so many things in there are untouched. You can see how the evolution of the castle's taken place as well if you're into the architecture. But once you get in there, the atmosphere is like nothing else um, I've ever come across. And that castle really, really does lend itself to paranormal investigation. The thing is with haunted castles is that, that because there's such a history, and like you say, it, it, at night time, these places take on a completely different feel, don't they? In the daytime, you're sort of very interested in, oh, what fascinating history and so on. Nighttime, and you're like, I don't want to be left on my own. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same with, like you say, it's the same with Chillingham. But in your mind, you know, why do you think it takes on this different feel that, that you talk about? What is it? Um, are, is it the ghosts? Do you believe that, that there are ghosts there? Um, are there bad ghosts there as well as good ghosts? Why do you think we're feeling this atmosphere? To my mind, it's absolutely packed full of spirit. Um, happy ones, sad ones, some that are lost, some that have maybe come along with someone really liked the place and stayed there. Um, it's, it's even been said, I mean, my wife, you know, she, she, she says, look, you know, don't be bringing anything back with you. 
All right, then, okay, I'll try. (laughs) (laughs) Try not to. (laughs) I'll try not to. It it occasionally does happen. Um, You you see that when you look back into into the history and and see, you know, what's what's gone on there, um, and, you know, over 800 years, an awful lot's gone on there, good and bad, in sort of Elizabethan times, uh, things maybe calmed down a little bit and it became, you know, a very nice country residence, as it were. Um, but before that, there was a lot of anguish, and it stays in the walls. The other thing as well, anything to do with the paranormal, ghosts, etc. you know, I'm a firm believer, you, you can't destroy any energy whatsoever. All you can do is convert it. You can maybe store it as well. When the sun's gone down and you're in that place, it's almost like a time transport. When you're walking around that place, you know, with um, no electric light or anything like that, and if you've got, you know, you've got candles on, so you've illuminated the place as it was back in the day. Maybe open fires are on. Um, it has a magic all of its own, and I think once all these things are included, the castle has this amazing majesty that lends itself to being, to my mind the most haunted place in Britain. So there we are. What's your favourite ghost story there? My favourite ghost story um, is probably to do with Lady Mary Barclay. Now, Lady Mary, um, she was left there with a um, a young daughter after uh, her husband ran off with her sister Henrietta. When I'm doing the paranormal investigations, in the castle, and we are in the Great Hall. Um, over the many years I've been associated with it, there's a, a couple of areas that sort of have definite cold spots. When I was there a couple of weeks ago with with, with some people, I said, "Look, you know, if you begin to hear anything like rustling, or if you smell anything floral, that's probably something to do with Lady Mary having a little visit." And a few minutes passed, and then suddenly a floral smell appeared. Now, Lady Mary seems to be a very kind of um, restful, sort of uh, amenable spirit. Um, Means no harm, just comes along to see what's going on. And I said, one of the most important things, I says, anything to do with ghost hunting, paranormal investigations, call it what you will, is just treat these spirits as if if you're meeting somebody for the first time. I said, you may want to know something about them. They, at the same time, will want to know something about you. I said, so, you know, try and strike up some sort of rapport and see what happens. And also at the end, thank them very much for that. So um, the Lady Mary ghost is a wonderful one. And so is the one to do with a young child. Um, I think a skeleton was found in the, uh, the chapel. Um, many, many sort of moons ago. And that um, the little girl's called Eleanor. And um, various soft toys and what have you have been uh, left in the area where, where the skeleton was found. She's a very playful spirit. We've had innumerable sightings, happenings, etc. usually around the Great Hall and into the staircase going into the chapel, um, not so much in the chapel itself. And she is a spirit that... Uh, seems to like to stay out late <laughs> so <laughs> we, we uh, yeah we we keep saying you know if, if it gets to somewhere near midnight midnight and um we've had her come through on um spirit boxes and so on and so forth um so uh, you know 
isn't isn't at your bedtime now. She, she is very playful, and she does follow us around even into the um, into the torture chamber as well. Um, we had um, some really good positive outcomes a month or so ago um, when I was with a Swedish group that turned a page for me as well um the activity that night it always seems that um when you have smaller groups going around the castle and everybody seems to be in tune with everyone else it'll turn the skeptic's head it really will it's it, that's it isn't it it's like-minded people and you're all concentrating on the same thing and the energy is right and i think it's also respect as well for them what's the most frightening thing that's ever happened to you ah yeah. Share uh, <laughs> with us. Be brave. Oh, okay. Um, right then. It's been when I've been sort of on my own in the castle or actually in the grounds outside. There were, there were two of us in the minstrel hall, which I think you may be familiar with from yes, many yeah. moons ago. Yeah. And uh, well, Mark and I were doing a, just, a, just a pendulum session. We'd only been in there five minutes. Next thing, what on earth is that? We heard a, a clatter coming from the uh, the minstrel's gallery above us. So went upstairs and um, found w- what was a sort of a wooden doorknob had come f- flying across the room and oh, landed wow. up there. We turned around and the two um, chandeliers are, are moving. We thought, all right, okay. Then just proceeded to go into the chapel and a disembodied voice told us to, in, in their words, get out of my house. When you say in their words, did, was, was there a swear word in there? No, no, no. It, it was a very guttural. Um, oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Mark was an ex-policeman, not easily phased. And, uh, and that, that, yeah. that was frightening. We were the only two there. Um, and I said, right, okay. So that, that we, we were a, you know, a little bit, little bit shaken up after that one. God, I'm not surprised. And another one was I went to get to get into one door of the castle, and it was locked. I thought, oh, I'll just walk around um, the side. So I walked past on the outside of the castle. I wasn't in the castle. I was actually outside, past some of the hanging trees, and walking past there, it was about what maybe eight o'clock at night. Um, sort of was the one of the worst sensations. This is outside the castle I've ever felt in my life. It was completely oppressive, totally foreboding, and um, absolutely horrific. So I just took to my heels, ran round the corner, and got back. And it took me a good half hour to, to to get calmed down after that. Another one was last year in the King Edward room at the top of one of the towers. And I've got some absolutely fantastic audio from this off a spirit box because I had a a recorder running. Um, But not before where the old stairwell was before they filled them in because cannon fire was becoming a problem with the castle. I'm not big on um, orbs on camera. Um, but when you see an orb with with, with, with your eyes, your naked eye, yes, yeah, that's naked a vision, different thing, isn't it? That, yeah, that that is a different thing altogether. There were maybe what twelve of us in the room. Um, Eleven of us saw this sail across across the top of the table, disappear into the wall, and the one of the people was busy messing about with an app on the phone and missed it. We were all oh, dumb, no. all, we were all dumbstruck. And um, oh. we've got the, um, I, I have the audio. Yeah, it, it's, it's a 26-second audio clip 
Now, this, um, to my mind, is probably one of the most definitive bits of intelligent audio I've ever come across. And it was on a good old PSP7 spirit box, and it's unmistakable when a question was asked. Which room are we in? Can you tell me? Who stayed here in 1998? Edward. The hairs on the back of my neck are, are standing up now just talking about really? it. Really? Oh, how wonderful. I love that. You can't sleep there. There's just no way you can sleep there, especially if you're like in the blue room where, you know, the little boy that was, you know, I mean, what a terrible story. Do you want to tell that story? Yeah, to, to the to the best of my knowledge, um, the now then I think there was something to do with some papers that were found by some child, and of course he knew some secret um, that was contained in these papers, and in order to um, you know keep things quiet, um, this poor young chap was walled up alive along with the papers of course the usual story goes where where when things were being changed in the castle as undoubtedly this happens over time things do evolve um a skeleton was found of um a young child um with worn away bones on the fingers where he obviously been trying to scratch his way out along with scraps of blue cloth and I believe this was adjacent to the pink room. And various flashes of blue light, etc., cetera, uh, have been seen in the pink room. Um, the bones were um, laid to rest across the, across the road in the, in the churchyard. Um, but um, I believe there's still little bits goes on. Um, because myself and one of the ladies at work at the castle, and of course one of the guys that I work with um, in my professional environment, we, we were up there through the day one time, and we saw in the Great Hall as we were walking out with um, one of the guys that uh, tends to the grounds, he was in front of us. It, it looked like a, a, a large screen TV turned up on its side, and you know j just a blue glow in the room and there was daylight streaming through well, this is a bit odd and then we walked through it and uh, it's been seen again uh, precisely the same so we think maybe that's got something to do with the uh, the blue boy and stop press on this one not a lot of people know this one and i've, I've, I've kept this one um back for today during a sort of a rod session and a spirit box session um, not so long ago. And we think we might know the name of this little chap. Um, so we, we, we've got him as Cecil. Cecil. We think it's Cecil. So as I say, next time I'm there, I'm going to have a, another little go to see if uh, he wants to come out and play and see if it is indeed. Hmm. 
I love that. That to me, I absolutely bung it all together and see what you get. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And for anybody that wants to spend uh, the night at Chillingham Castle or just go on a ghost hunt, then all you have to do um, is, uh, first of all, you could contact mosthauntedexperience.com. We do most haunted events there. Or you can uh, contact Chillingham Castle directly. um, And I'm sure Richard uh, will be able to help you out as well. Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, Richard, and I'm sure we'll speak again. Yes, I hope so, Yvette. Thank you very much. I know I've talked about my experiences before at Chillingham Castle, but I may have missed some out. So chatting to Richard now has just jogged my memory. When we investigated the castle, I remember Carl being very brave and telling me that he was going down into the dungeon on his own. As he was down there, he began to call out for something to happen to him. And amazingly, within a few minutes, he managed to catch a box moving on its own. And that one occurrence turned my husband from a sceptic into a total believer. As I've already mentioned, my first finding experience at Chillingham was walking from the hall through a small doorway into a narrow, uh, narrower hallway, a corridor. It was pitch black. And as I walked into the corridor, I heard a horrible hissing noise that seemed to be coming from the corner. I screamed the place down and ran as fast as I could, plowing through my crew, trying to make my escape as quickly as possible. The noise was captured on the cameras and you can hear it very clearly. Have a look at Most Haunted Chillingham Castle episode uh, on social media and you'll see what I mean. Of course, I burst into tears. I'm hard me. You have to remember, this was only the second time that I'd been inside a haunted location and I was a nervous wreck. Um, I do blame this show for my wrinkles. Also, oh, I've just remembered, on that little clip, someone consoling me is the very first time that Stuart appears in a most haunted and he was told his job was to be our health uh, our first aider, that's right, our first aider. Well, of course, Stuart B is Stuart. He didn't just come with a little satchel. He came with the biggest rucksack and off it, he had pots and pans clattering and everything. And there you are. You can see him uh, as as proud as anything, standing at the back with his massive camping equipment as his as our first aider. Yeah, so that's a little salute to, uh, to Stuart there, his first ever Most Haunted at Chillingham Castle. Well, thank you for listening to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding. We'll be back again next week. But if you can't wait until then, visit www.paranormalpod.co.uk. That's www.paranormalpod.co.uk, where you can find options to get episodes a day early. Uh, stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow and if you've enjoyed this episode please rate and review we want to hear from you so send in your questions or an audio clip telling us your paranormal story to this address it's paranormalactivitypod at gmail.com that's paranormalactivitypod at gmail.com or we're on whatsapp and this is the number 075-999-27537 it's 075-999-27537 27537. And of course, there's Instagram, and the address is at Paranormal Activity Pod. That's at Paranormal Activity Pod. Until next time, remember, things aren't always as they seem. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.